discover the keys to success. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Good Karma. Whether you are a newbie or an experienced internet explorer, our host will find the answers that you seek. Ask the questions that others are afraid to ask so that you may reap the rewards of your good karma. And now, here's the host of Good Karma, Good ROI, Greg Nyland. Excellent. Hey everybody, welcome back for another excellent week of Good Karma where we help out all the uh, newbies in the industry and the old dogs learn some new tricks. This week on the show, we're calling up SES London to see if we can find a semi-sober webmaster since it's about 9 o'clock over there. So we got the pub on the line. Do we have a semi-sober webmaster on the line? It's possible, Greg. Possible. <laughs> Hey, Nick. Uh, everybody, we got Nick Wilson on the line. He Hello, is um, formerly of Performance Scene, and can I say your new company? Yeah, definitely. Go right ahead. Uh, clickinfluence.com, right? Yep, that's right. The site went live last week. Excellent. Um, and it's a great site for social marketing because, hey, you got to go where the money is. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Performance Scene uh, is in other hands uh, this week. Uh, I think it just went, um, I think the, the story just broke today. In fact, not the story, but several wild versions of the story broke today. Um, and there's some very breathless reporting going on in the blogosphere over, over a, a, what essentially is a pretty simple uh, transaction. <laughs> well, do tell. Uh, let's, you know, get rid of the uh, confusion here. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think um, what happened. Well, I, I know what happened actually at um, at the blog and feed SEO panel uh, yesterday, which, by the way, was a spectacular session. I mean, literally standing room only. Um, blogging and uh, and social media is a, is a hot topic at SES uh, London this year. Um, I asked the girls at. Uh, the ladies at the reception, the people that I met when I came in to change my, my tag to say click influence because um, it didn't reflect uh, what was going on. And um, of course, I got up to, to speak and it says nickperformancing.com and I've got this badge with click influence and the click influence logo behind me as I'm about to speak. And uh, the, present, the uh, moderator, Elizabeth Osmolowski, Hey, how about that? Right first time. Um, <laughs> said, hey, Nick, do you want to explain the change with performancing and uh, click influencing? And I went, uh, oh, um, well, I don't know if it's public yet, but performancing changed hands this week. I forget I said that. Because, I, I, you know, we, were, we, were, we kind of agreed with the guys that bought it that nobody was going to announce and we'd let them do this. But I was really caught on the spot. And it's not like me to be loose-lipped. But I really, I was so nervous anyway. I, hadn't, I haven't done any public speaking in, a, in, you know, almost a year. And, you know, I'm, I'm sweating buckets and, um, and, and was real nervous. And I was just caught off guard. And mm -hmm. somehow this became, um, <laughs> I mean, somehow this, this small slip saying, yeah, I'm not sure if it's public yet. But um, the, the performance thing has just changed hands. Became me talking about, uh, talk extensively, apparently, talking extensively about how, um, my partners were ready to drop performancing, and I stepped in with my, you know, with my cape and bright red spangly underpants, <laughs> you know, the whole Superman thing, to save the day. 
And I'm, I'm not really sure where this came from. I think it came from uh, Kevin Newcomb over at Search Engine Watch who had um, not quoted me saying any of these things but had speculated that um, I'd come back to broker this deal when in actual fact, um, and this is, this is an exclusive to Webmaster Radio, I had nothing whatsoever to do with the deal. In fact, I didn't even speak to a single person at Splash Press Media. It was all down to my, uh, my good friend and partner, Patrick Gavin of TextLink Ads. Well, that's there how you, you want to do that, the That's deal. the real deal. You don't even want to have to lift a finger and let it all get done. <laughs> yeah, I, I did come back. Um, yeah, briefly, I'd resigned as, as CEO in favor of Chris Garrett, and we lost Chris Garrett briefly. Uh, well, we lost him permanently, but he, he was there briefly um, as a CEO. Um, yeah, the, the, uh, that, that rapidly <laughs> was spiraling out of control because um, uh, things were happening with, with the company, which is absolutely no fault of Chris's, um, but um, things beyond anybody's control. Um, so I came back, Chris left, um, and... Patrick, fortunately, um, was approached by the, uh, the good guys over at Splash Press and uh, brokered um, a nice deal for us. So I was, um, you know, performancing has a great deal of um, love from, from, from the W household. You know, it's, it's something that, that, that I've been involved with for, for the past year, and it's somewhat of a baby of mine, um, but I must say that I am glad to see it go. Uh, these last couple of months have been somewhat tortuous, uh, to say the least, since the paper, pal, uh, uh, paper post fiasco, um, uh, one of the, the most farcical deals of this, um, uh, sorry, of the, of the last 12 months. Uh, it, it's, been a, yeah, it's been a little bit of a tough time. So uh, to have uh, Patrick step in and, uh, and, and sort this out, was, and, and, and to see it also go to a good home, go to the, you know, the guys behind the Blog Herald, which is a, you know, a superb site. Uh, is, is really, really nice, and it frees me up to go and get stuck into the uh, social media strategy uh, market, uh, you know, the emerging market of social media strategy and social media uh, marketing uh, with click influence. See, now the one thing I don't understand here, okay, is you are a glutton for punishment. Um, you've always been busy, and by busy, I don't mean like normal, we're webmasters, we work 24-7. I mean, Nikolai gets so busy, he almost goes to the hospital, he's exhausted busy, okay? Because performance seemed crazy work there. Before that, Threadwatch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> where you literally were chasing down stories all around the clock. And I mean, Threadwatch... Was, it's great now, but it was incredible when you were doing it, but it was just physically impossible to keep up what you were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people said that, and and you know, and it did, it did, um, it did take its toll. That's for sure. I would not want to run a, a news site, but you know, on my own, um, ever, mm-hmm. ever again. I mean, Click Influencer does uh, uh, post some news, but it's you know, it's one or two stories a day. And maybe a summary is nothing like what we used to do back at Threadwatch. It's um, it's a it's a sort of roller. You know, the whole Threadwatch thing was a massive roller coaster ride. It was a massive learning experience for me. Um, I mean, I've always liked the sound of my own voice. Uh, <laughs> and this, is, this is this is just the way it is. I mean, when I used to post over at Webmaster World, I I you know I, um, I would 
post to be on the homepage because I like the the, the, the attention. I like uh, having people comment on 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 my work and people. To, you know, I like being patted on the back like everybody else out there. Um, right. And and Threadwatch was just doing the same thing, but doing it um, but doing it on, on my own domain. I don't need. You know, people assume that I've been doing the, the whole blogging thing for years, and it's it's absolute rubbish. I haven't. Um, you get this impression, but Threadwatch was was my first exposure to blogs. Um, and it, it was a, a massive learning experience, and it quickly became reporting on the, you know, the, the cream of the crop SEO forums that I was um, aware of at the time, to discovering uh, people like, like awesome bloggers like Peter Devanzo, who sadly no longer blogs at, um, and you know, and he's not done it for so long that I've even forgotten the URL. But sadly, no longer blogs at his uh, his former blog, and actually blogs over at V7 now. And uh, I don't get to read him quite so often. Uh, and and people like um, Goodman, um, who's guy that does marketing pilgrim, Andy, Andy, Andy Beal, um, oh, all of yeah. these guys that I'd never uh, really read much from before, and discovered their blogs and from there discovered all manner uh, of, of, of social media and, and blogs and then social networks come along and I'm like, God, that's, this is a great thing too. And it was just a great big learning experience. And Threadwatch got broader and broader and broader. And, and, you know, and it really was. It, it started out as an SEO thing and just became what Nick's interested in at this moment. Uh, which was okay, and people liked it, um, but it was becoming so broad that that I just couldn't keep up with it anymore. And uh, when uh, when Aaron uh, Wall graciously stepped in uh, to take that over and allow me to go and uh, and focus on something more blog specific, which was uh, you know really the way I was heading, I was very very grateful. Yeah, and I mean, Threadwatch, it's still doing a great job today, and kudos to you for launching that and getting it to be where it is, you know? Yeah, it was definitely a fun project, and although I'm not subscribed because I'm not so um, so focused on the on the SEO stuff, uh, I do read there fairly regularly. I pop over once or twice a week and skim through the, the homepage and follow some of the more interesting threads. And the headlines are still... Or at close to your caliber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite headline when you were running Threadwatch? Oh, um, what headline do you say? Just lean back in your seat, smirk a little bit, and say, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that the, the, one of the best ones. I don't know whether I can remember the exact headlines. I mean, it wasn't the catchiest of headlines, but certainly one of the best stories was Google caught spamming and cloaking. I mean, it was an absolute killer. I mean, and they we were. had we had we had Matt Cutts um, in there, you know, uh, uh, firefighting. We had um, uh, the entire uh, search industry linking to us. It was a, an enormous shitstorm of, of stuff going on, and and it was genuine. They were cloaking and they were yeah. spamming their own system. It was hilarious, and it, and that was one of the funniest uh, things we did, I think. And for anybody that doesn't remember the story, I believe it was a Google AdWords employee um, was doing some cloaking to uh, get around some stuff. <laughs> mm. But they claimed well, the, the it was helping user that they experience. Wanted their, they wanted their, um, their page. I can't remember what page it was. I'll take your word for it that it was an AdWords thing. They wanted their help page. It was, a, it was a help page for something or another. They wanted their help page to come up in their own results. 
So to make it come up in Google, they actually <laughs> stuffed the, um, the, the the title tag full of every conceivable permutation of the, of, of the keywords, of the, you know, key phrases uh, to do with this help topic. And I can't even remember how they cloaked it, but it was just done by UA, I, I, I think. Um, you know, it was just done for Googlebot. You could you could see it if um if you were if you were cloaked as a, if you were using a, a Googlebot UA. Yeah. It was a bit embarrassing. I mean, a lot of spammers offered their help so that way Google could cloak better in the future. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and and you know that's what that's what made Threadwatch great because it was irreverent. It was um, it, it, it it I I think um, and I don't I don't. Um, I don't wish to be uh, big-headed about it, but but I'm going to be anyway. Um, the think it's true. Um, I think I think Threadwatch redefined the way that a lot of people looked at search at that time, or at least the search industry, because nobody until that point, at least I hadn't seen it. Nobody had been. Nobody said said boo to a goose. Nobody had had said, you know, sod you, Google. You we do not have to suck up. To you guys, you know, you, you're human, and and we can take the piss out of you just as we can do with ourselves and with everybody else. And the same with you, Yahoo. When you screw up, we're going to be there, and we're going to be there. We're going to be reporting it, and we're going to be laughing at you. And and nobody had done that before, and it, and it was and it's what made Threadwatch remarkable. Um, I don't think you could do that again with uh, another search blog because it's been done. It was done by Threadwatch, and it wasn't. Um, and it certainly wasn't only me. It was. It was an attitude that perhaps I started, but it was carried on by the, you know, the the, the good people that that frequent that site and post to that site, and it still continues today. And it was a, uh, yeah, it was a different thing to do at the time, and it was, um, and it and it redefined the, the way that I think that people. People, people's respect for the search industry. Google has, has to now be a little bit more wary about um, about the way they treat webmasters, and so do Yahoo, so do Ask, so do MSN. Yeah, and I think it also shows because if you look at the uh, amount of uh, traffic, you know, that's going on at Threadwatch, and then you look at the amount of volume at the other forums, and then you look at the amount of activity that the search engine reps place. Yeah. Okay. They're spending as much time on Threadwatch, if not more, and yet Threadwatch has so much smaller volume. Yeah, but it's so much more dangerous. I know. <laughs> it's really a, a Threadwatch is a great place. Um, if you're a newbie, don't post. <laughs> Just yeah. read and learn and listen, because. It's at a such higher level that they try to keep the noise level down. And if you say something like, hey, why is PageRank such a big deal? You know, a, a simple question that if you researched, you could get your answer. You're going to get torn to pieces at Threadwatch. Well, yeah, well, we, we, I mean, I don't know whether they do it now, but we always made a point of, of just nuking uh, PageRank update threads the minute they appeared. Because we, did, we did, didn't even want to bother with it. You know, who oh, yeah. Threadwatch is still uh, yeah, moderated well, heavily like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it, like, if you jump into a thread that's already going on and you throw in a comment like that, oh, you're going to get torn to pieces, and you know, eventually they'll delete your comment, and you know, just because they don't have time for the noise, you know, we understand newbies need to start somewhere, but hey, research your stuff, Threadwatch, it's more they're trying to keep it like a very strong and potent area 
where there's not a lot of fluff. It's just really hardcore details. Yeah, and, and there's not a great deal of, um, I mean, people, what, what used to make me laugh was um, people used to say, um, much almost like you've just done there, Greg, people used to say, you know, just, just listen and learn. Uh, learn, at, learn at Threadwatch. And I always used to wonder what anyone could possibly learn at Threadwatch because I don't think Threadwatch does any teaching. It's not like people post how-tos or anything there. It's a bunch of old crusty SEOs that, that are, are jaded beyond all possible belief. <laughs> Um, having a, you know, having some fun at, at the expense of, uh, of, of, of of those that were once revered. <laughs> I mean, it's a good, fun place with a, with a good, fun atmosphere. But I, I don't think a lot of teaching gets done. A lot of that's done at, at still at Webmaster World and over at um, over at Jill's site, um, high rankings, um, and, and you know, a bunch of the other forums, which I can't, I can't really remember who, who's who and who's what, search engine watch forums, I guess, but not at Threadwatch. But Threadwatch, I would say, is more a barometer, you know, because you're correct. They don't really have how-tos, but just listening in on what the guys that have been in the industry for 10 or 15 years, and believe it or not, there's actually quite a few people that have been around that long, um, you know, for the, you know, the listeners to this show, as they're listening to us, if you're going to Threadwatch... Just listen, because you're yeah. listening to experienced people at Threadwatch, and look at what they're talking about, and look at what they're pointing out, and that's going to give you a good barometer of what's going on in the industry, what are the new hot areas coming out, and where you should start paying attention to. Well, you certainly get an idea of what's important and what isn't. Yeah. Yeah, yep. okay, agreed. Um. So enough of making a Threadwatch commercial out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aaron and Dave will like this. Dave, Dave, um, Dave N um, was reportedly whisked off to Paris at three o'clock uh, this morning, but it didn't happen because he did indeed turn up for the um, what the hell was it? The last session today, which was the the, the link baiting, buying links, and other tactics. Um, but he, him, and him and Aaron uh, will, will be enjoying the, the extended commercial for this for, for, the, for their site. And they both deserve it, you know. I mean, yeah, um, for sure. They've both done enough for the uh, search industry that, uh, and, and they're good guys. For sure. um, let's take a quick commercial break. Listen to our fabulous sponsors. We'll be right back with Nick Wilson talking about his new company and also state of the industry. Stay tuned, everybody. Stick around. Good Karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. Marketing payouts lacking green, leaving you seeing red? Get your business in the black with NeverBlueAds.com. Sign up with NeverBlueAds.com today and earn an additional $200 for the first $200 generated. Get ready to flash those pearly whites with unique campaigns, real-time stats, great personal service, and high payouts on time every month from NeverBlueAds.com. Results for advertisers, income for affiliates. Everybody wins with a better marketing experience from NeverBlueAds.com. 
It's a no-brainer. Reaching customers everywhere they search is smart business. However, reaching them through web and mobile search as well as free directory assistance with effective pay-per-call advertising is, well, ingenious. Ingenio Pay-Per-Call delivers highly targeted phone call leads to businesses looking for new customers. And the advertising business only pays per new customer lead. Call 1-800-705-0632 today to ask about your free trial or go to Ingenio.com slash web radio. That's Ingenio.com slash web radio. Ingenio. Simply ingenious. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic maximizing details now at friendfinder.com. Now back to Good Karma, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hey, everybody. Greg Nyland here, and I got Nick Wilson with me. And before the break, we were talking about such the high caliber of Threadwatch and how you see experienced people. So during the commercial break, I headed over to Threadwatch to see what the uh, hot topic going on right now. <laughs> uh, uh, Nick, have you heard about this? No, I, I'm not on it. I'm sort of sitting on the sofa. My mum, I'm in England at the moment, staying at my mum's for SES. My mum is reading Threadwatch as we speak, though. Um, Michael Gray has launched a new fashion line. Michael Gray is uh, Gray Wolf, and he's, uh, it looks like he is selling the Lisa T-shirt. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> Lisa of Lisa Barone from the Bruce Clay blog. Um, and he, there's a lot of people wearing it. Uh, Michael's wearing it. Matt Cutts is wearing it. Chris Hooley Drinkpaid is wearing it. Shoe Money's oh wearing it. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the laziest guy in the world, Andy Hagens, is wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's wearing the Lisa T-shirt. So, uh, okay. yeah, so much for that high col- uh, caliber over at the <laughs> Yeah, well, you you got you got to mix it up a little bit. You got to have some fun with your with your high caliber SEO stuff as well, I guess, Greg. I, yeah, but they normally hold off on for Friday fluff. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. They're a little bit jumping the gun a little bit this week. A day early on the Friday fluff. Um, so, okay, tell us what's going on. Uh, Clickinfluence.com. Um, you launched it about a week ago, and it's for the uh, social world. What exactly is it for? Who are you looking to help? Give us the lowdown here. Sure. Well, well Click Influence came about um, partly as a, as a response to um, leaving performancing um, because I, I really had, had, had just had so, so much of, the, of the, the trials and tribulations of the company in the last month or so, and uh, we were looking for a buyer, obviously, um, and I was looking for something new to do. Um, and I've been doing... Um, some consulting on the side, mostly for unofficially for, for friends and uh, people that I've met uh, through connections with performancing in social media. And I just wanted to make that official. 
Um, it's always been a passion of mine ever since the days of, of Threadwatch, when when the um, you know when the topic coverage started going out you know out of control in its expansion as I discovered um, blogs and social media and, and just got so into it. And um, it seemed like a natural progression for me to actually um, start to officially do some client work because the, you know, some of the, the topics or some of the areas of expertise covered by the company, such as um, viral link building, um, which we still call link bait, um, but which, <laughs> which I wish we didn't, um, it, you know, have, have been, like I said, been an absolute passion of mine and have been a, a talent of mine uh, for a long time now. And doing that for um, interested parties, um, you know, people that, that need to um, get, get to grips with social media, need to develop a, a social media strategy, need to perhaps um, build uh, hundreds of thousands of links um, as opposed to, uh, sorry, bearing, bearing in mind with um, sending out spam emails, instead of sending out spam emails, want to build hundreds of thousands of links by instituting viral link building strategies. It seems, it seems an obvious way for me to go, um, to put together a group of, of talented people, and um, that's coming. Uh, there's a couple of people in the, in the, in, in, on the sort of back burner with this as we speak, and start literally um, offering services in, in the social media field. It, it, it's just an obvious progression of, of some stuff that I was doing in the background anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and so who do you want to help with this service, and who is wasting their time by going to you? Um, Probably a lot of the people are listening to Webmaster Radio would be wasting their time going to see me, um, and literally because it's 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 not aimed at the the blog savvy. Uh, it's not aimed at um, the uh, the kind of the kind of audience you I think you have, Greg. And you correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but the people that listen to, to Webmaster Radio tend to be a pretty savvy bunch, and Click Influence helps people that that need. Yeah, they literally need help with their social media strategy, uh, not people that, that understand how this stuff works and, and can do it for themselves already. Yeah, but also I have my mother-in-law listening, so... Oh, well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> so you can help her. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, and my mom's sitting here. She needs some help with the social media strategy now and again, too. <laughs> um, now, actually, um, I was talking a few weeks ago about social media and about who it's good for and who it's not really good for. Um, okay. And we were talking about, you know, what type of websites out there. Um, local shops, do you really think there's a place in social media for those guys? Yeah, it's a small, it's a small place. Um, yeah, there's a place for everyone in, within social media because it's, it's, not, um, it's not exclusive. I mean, we were talking today, um, I was answering some comments that somebody made in, uh, in, in one of the sessions, and I said, even if you were, you know, uh, if you're a tiny business, oh, yeah, that's what the guy said. This guy said he was uh, in bed and breakfasts and, and in a small town in England. And, um, and yeah, he was a little bit sceptical about whether or not um, he could use social media. I said, sure. 
but you know you don't you don't need to be on on the dig homepage or um, or getting hundreds of thousands of links from from you know hundreds of different blogs. You need to be putting together a, a small blog that, that that your clients post to several times a week and helping them network with other people uh, in similar. Uh, so, sorry, in, in, in similar business, other um, bed and breakfasts, other um, yeah, similar industries, re- relation uh, industries in, in relation to that, and to really just to go out in there and, and stop, don't think about building a website or writing a blog, but actually think about just talking to the to the people in your web neighbourhood, and by doing that, they'll get targeted anchor text um, with a, you know, some small tweaks. They'll get uh, targeted anchor text and targeted links coming in from various different places. And so it's good even for a tiny business. Um, it's not something that, that they need help with particularly. Um, it's not something that, that I would provide for, for, for a bed and breakfast company, but, it's, but it doesn't mean that they can't get involved with it. And what type of website do you think can get the most benefit out of social uh, media? Oh well, I mean, how long is a piece of string? I, 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 I don't know. Um, it, any website, um, any website that that any website, Greg. I mean, that that that's too much of a broad question for me. I think, really. Yeah, but I mean, like we were just talking pretty much the local mom and pop, you know, like the corner dentist or you know the uh, local church. They're going to have their social media. There's some help for them there. But it's not, you know, the uh, treasure of gold at the end of the rainbow for them. No, true, 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 true. Um, I think retail uh, outlets, um, consumer electronics, um, would certainly, be, you know, be good candidates for this. Some service providers, particularly um, people that provide um, internet services, I mean, the SEO industry benefit hugely from social media, as you know. Um, the PR people, you know, the public relations guys, benefit massively from social media. Um, I think if you have an internet-based business, then you you are, or if a lot of your work gets done on the internet, then you certainly um, have a, an, an, or should have an interest in social media. Um, but you're quite right. You, you know, the corner dentist or the the local dentist uh, would, although be able to get some mileage out of it, would have far less. Of a, of, a, of, a, of a should have far less of an interest in it. Yeah, and where do you think the uh, internet as a whole? Do you think social media is becoming the lion's share of it, or do you just think it's becoming a small piece of it? Where do you think it fits into it? I think I think social media. Is, I think the web is being absorbed by social media, or perhaps social media is is absorbing the web. Is a better way of saying it. I think it's becoming one. There's no there's a blurring of the of, of the lines here. It's not the web versus social media. Or, or I mean, you remember back in sort of 2001, 2002. I guess it was 2002 because I wasn't around in 2001 on Webmaster World, um, where people were calling for Google to put uh, blogs in, in a separate tab um, and, and just take them out of the search results. Uh, I never yeah, did. Yeah, and that hasn't <laughs> happened. Um, you know, blogs, blogs are here to stay, and they're becoming mainstream. It's no longer... I mean, people still talk about the blogosphere, but it's becoming a little bit of a tired um, uh, way of thinking about the web because everyone's got a blog now. 
But we're not talking about the blogosphere. We're talking about people. Um, and I think social media is going that way as well. We're not talking about social media. We're talking about websites. Websites themselves are becoming more social. Um, your average um, shop, uh, you know, internet shop, um, would benefit from, from having a blog the average average internet uh, outlet um, the average internet outlet would benefit from networking with and um, talking to uh, similar and and you know other outlets that provide um, similar services and developing relationships it's it's not rocket science it's nothing particularly clever or or, or different it, it's just people and it's just the internet evolving yet again uh, with literally just seeing a, a, a more a slightly more social environment i mean tim uh tim o'reilly coined the phrase uh, the architecture of, architecture of participation back in 2003 uh and we now know this as, as web 2.0 but web 2.0 is becoming mainstream this isn't news anymore and it isn't um it isn't anything particularly I don't find it particularly exciting. I find I find the fact that um, that that it's merging with the, what we think of as the regular web exciting. Um, that the, the entire web is going that way. It's not some kind of um, some kind of small branch of the web anymore. Mm. Does that make sense for you? I kind of went, kind of went off on a mad one there, thinking about it because I'm thinking about it um, as I'm speaking. Well, I mean, I don't think it's a simple answer. It's definitely something that people need to think about and uh, need to listen to what other people are saying to figure out where it's going, you know, because um, as as you're saying, um, blogs way back when, people were looking at that. And, and that's actually a great analogy of this. Um, if you look at where blogs were, you know, five years ago and where they're today, um, mm. total different. And right now, Social media, social marketing, um, it's following a, a similar path. Yeah, where, it, you it, know, it's people hot right now, now because it's people. new, but it's, but it's not going to be new for very long. Right. And it's just going to become part of the landscape. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And, and it's exciting to see that happen. But already, um, the, the, you know, the, the fact that, um, or, or at least the way of looking at social media as being this, this small sort of... Um, Leaky Web 2.0 movement is becoming um, it's it's becoming a useless uh, a way of looking at it. It's it's not correct anymore. It, it's far more mainstream than that. You don't actually have to you know contrary to popular belief, you don't actually have to live in Palo Alto and and uh, you know go to go to dinner with the right people and have your. I mean, I was listening to this podcast. I mean, what an incestuous place that must be. I was listening to this, this podcast uh, from a VC, uh, I can't remember his damn name, a VC at the demo conference uh, the other day, uh, VentureCast is the name of the, the, the particular podcast, if your listeners want to go look it up. And it was very, very good. But one thing that, that, that amused me was as this guy, this VC guy with a, with a microphone, was going around the different stores at demo, which um, for anyone that doesn't know is a place where um, p p certainly now, Web 2.0 type companies can go and pay, I don't know how much they pay, but they pay a stack of cash to go and pitch for like six minutes in front of a bunch of C uh, VCs. 
and he's going around and everyone, and almost everyone he met he knew uh, personally, and all their kids went to the same schools, they were having dinner with, it, with that night, or like, oh, say hello to Barbara for me, and you know, you don't actually have to be doing any of that to be Web 2.0. You don't have to be on TechCrunch, but, you know, you don't have to be on the, uh, on the TechCrunch blog to be a successful Web 2.0 company. This is a myth. Um, the, the, the echo chamber that is um, Palo Alto, that, that is Silicon Valley, is, um, yeah, it's, it's a pile of shit, really, um, at the end of the day. It's, you know, it's a bunch of people talking about each other. Um, and it's kind of interesting, you know, the, the, to, to look at the fishbowl. And um, certainly we've enjoyed being on, 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 the, on the front of Fred, Thread, uh, uh, TechCrunch. Um, but it isn't the be-all and end-all. And you don't actually have to be anywhere near that to benefit from the, the sort of Web 2.0 um, functionality and, and, the, and the attitude that goes with the, the, the Web 2.0 um, uh, style of uh, style of website, the style of, of of communication these days. It has nothing to do with that. Very true. Um, getting a little off the topic with um, social marketing, but keeping on, you know, your crystal ball of uh, internet. What do you think about Internet Explorer 7.0, and how is it going to impact people? Um, you know, I, I have to be honest because I'm not a particularly good liar. Um, I won't have a bad liar, because that's not particularly true either, but I'm not a great one. Um, I haven't even looked at IE7. Um, I haven't got round to it yet. It doesn't excite me very much. Um, you know, what I've heard about it, I just wasn't, I just wasn't um, able to work up enough excitement um, to go and borrow my wife's Windows machine, because I use Ubuntu, because I'm a proper geek. Um, and, and, you know, and make her upgrade to IE7 and, right. and check it out for myself. But I presume you mean because it has some RSS stuff built in, right? Actually, no. I was thinking more because I made the mistake of upgrading it to IE7. And oh, now right. I, I think Firefox is actually going to take a uh, lion's share of the uh, browser market, sh um, market share in a 12-month uh, time. Well, that would be if Maxfon doesn't sneak up behind uh, Firefox and eat its lunch. Um, I don't know whether you've heard of a browser called Maxfon, but a friend of mine called Morton Lund, who is, uh, who is one of the original investors in Skype and is, a, is a, an interesting Danish chap that I've met a couple of times through Mikkel Svensson, uh, Mikkel Demib Svensson, um, his, his friend, Net Jakobsen, uh, runs uh, a browser that's huge in Asia called Maxon, which, again, I, I haven't actually kind of downloaded, but apparently is very good and apparently also has, like, several hundred, we're talking, like, more than 500 uh, plugins for it already. Um, and, it's, it's, and, you know, it's quietly sneaking up. Um, it's got millions of downloads, but, you know, it isn't in the U.K. and U.S., um, or at least not so much. So um, it's kind of under the radar a little bit at the moment. But my headache with all of this is I actually enjoyed when Internet Explorer had 90% of the market share because then you could validate your pages. And if it wasn't 100% validation, as long as it looked okay in Internet Explorer, you're okay. Yeah. But now... <laughs> yeah. Internet Explorer 7.0 has so many um, uh, 
glitches with it, that it's actually a very slow way to use the Internet now. Um, like they have an uh, anti-spoofing filter, right. and it checks every single URL you try to visit. Um, yeah. And by default, it's turned on. So most people are not going to be happy with Internet Explorer. So are you saying it actually, it actually has to go and make a connection elsewhere to, yeah. to verify a URL before it gives you, a, it gives you the page? Exactly. Wow. By default, that, that's uh, what they do. It, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's easy to, to say, um, of course, um, without having seen, seen it as in action, but it seems, the idea seems stupid. It, it seems like an outrageous uh, idea. I mean, I can, see the, I can see the thinking behind it, but really, what's going on there? Well, maybe they're trying to collect data quietly make a huge play later on, or maybe they're honestly just thinking that their users are so stupid, we got to protect them. I don't know. But I think, you're, I think, you're, I think the, the latter is probably more correct. There's a little bit of the, of the jaded SEO coming out of you in, the, in that former one, Greg, and, and, you know, it's not very becoming, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're, starting to, you, you, you're starting to go down that path where every bit of data collected is going to be used against us in some way. And, and you know, and I say, this, I say this with love, Greg, because I'm a, I'm a big, big fan of the, of, 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 of the tinfoil hat, as you know. You need to up my paranoia medicine, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just, how can you slow down, uh, you know, an Internet Explorer? I know. Let's make it, whenever it tries to access a page, it, it you know, needs to connect to Microsoft first to make sure it's a safe page. Yeah, um, it, it, does, it does seem like a weird one for sure. Yeah, and I, I mean, in general, I like the concept. People, you know, helping people be safer is always good on the net because there's a lot of smart people that are doing real nasty things out there. But there's got to be a better way. And so now, I mean, I got so frustrated with IE7 that I'm, you know, I used to use IE7 as default because a lot of my clients use IE7. So yeah. I wanted to see what they're seeing. Now I just use Firefox, and, you know, 10% of the time, I'll just double-check something in Internet Explorer before I send it out to clients. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and that would, you know, that makes sense to me. I don't see, uh, I don't see any point in using um, Internet Explorer, particularly after what, after what you've told me. I mean, Firefox does everything I, everything I need, you know, but then we're not typical users. I mean, I have Firefox uh, modded out to, to my specs. I have um, the performance extension, naturally, uh, for blogging. Um, I have a, a, a couple of other extensions. And strangely enough, I don't actually have that many extensions of the Webmaster Toolbar. Um, and actually, and, and so here's, here's something that will shock um, a, whole bunch of, uh, a bunch, whole, whole bunch of the old crew. I have the Google toolbar uh, installed, although not displayed, because occasionally I do like to look at the green just out of interest uh, on some sites. And, uh, and I have the search uh, thing kitted out the way I like it, and, and the font's up big, of course, because I can't see crap. Um, but, you know, I haven't done that much to it, but I, uh, but I have customized it. I've made Firefox my own and I've made it my own tool and I don't think um, in fact I, you know, I know I, I know as well as you do that, that um, the majority of internet users the majority of people do not uh, customize their browsing experience this isn't the, the way that this isn't the way things work uh, the power of the default and so on and so on although you know we, we say power of default and of course we're talking on a um, 
on a show that that that, that deals a great deal with 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 search. Um, the power of the default hasn't done um, live.com a, a great deal of good so far, at least <laughs> as I understand it, right? So, yeah, Very but, true who knows? but yeah, it is my understanding that most people don't do this. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, most people do not mod out their browsers. This is just us geeky guys. Right, yeah. Uh, or, I mean, I, well, I should also say Firefox does make it so easy, and there's so many people building these little, you know, add-ons for Firefox that I would say Firefox users are more um, inclined to do it. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. The kind of person that uses Firefox is the kind of person that would that would actually use use that functionality and actually kit it, you know, mod it out that, to their specs. Yeah, yeah. So, moving on, what story is out there, you know, or what industry is building up that nobody's talking about, but it's something that everybody should be thinking about? <laughs> oh, oh, how the hell should I know? Um, Oh, we're picking next brain today. But I'll tell you something I saw that I thought was really interesting today. I went. Uh, I had a. I had a. Um, I had a choice between, and I hate this about SES because it doesn't happen that between often. Between soda and beer at lunch. That's right. You're at SES uh, well, London. Well, I, know you so went I went with my sister, and uh, and we had the same packed lunch. And she had a red apple, and I had a green one. And I kid you not, mine was a Granny Smith, and hers was something much nicer. And I, so I'm pissed off. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I had the choice between um, going to see Rand Fishkin and a bunch of people, uh, some that I knew, some that I didn't. I can't remember the other people. Rand sort of stands out a mile, as you know. Um, <laughs> well, with and, his, uh, uh, beautiful he, yellow shoes, you know. Yeah, exactly. It was the yellow shoes. I, I had a choice between going to see him talk about metrics um, or going to see a bunch of people that I'd, I'd never met at all um, talk about uh, brand protection. And I chose brand protection because I'd never seen Greg Jarbo speak, and I'd heard that it was quite an experience. And I went along and I saw Greg Jarbo and three other guys, and I hope that they're listening to this, they forgive me for, for not remembering their names, I have their business cards, um, talk about uh, brand protection, uh, SEO, and public relations in, in relation to paid and organic search. And although this isn't a new topic, um, I think it was, it was reasonably new to me. I know a, a little bit about it. Um, I've engaged in a little bit of, of, of defensive SEO um, in the past, um, and I've certainly engaged in a little bit of offensive SEO in the past. Um, but, but it was, you know, but the, as a profession, as something that these guys specialise in, it was new to me, and it was, it was, a, it was an education, and it was an absolute pleasure. Uh, to listen to uh, Greg Jarbo talk about the, um, what's her name, Jill Carroll, the Christian Science Monitor reporter, or she was actually a, a um, uh, what do they call it when she's not actually hired by the company, a, a freelance, freelance reporter. Yeah, she freelance got abducted reporter, but, in Iraq, right? Yeah, that's right, she got abducted in, in Iraq. And, um, and all this stuff that, that went on around it, and how they dealt with it, um, and how, you know, and, her, and how her name... Um, Jill Carroll had become part of the Christian Science, Science Monitor's brand, whether they wanted it to or not, because that's how you, how people associated uh, the name Jill Carroll. They associated with Christian Science Monitor, so they had to move to defend 
not only I mean they had had a lot of experience defending the the the, the monitor's um, reputation and the monitor's brand and defending it in paid and organic search uh, and the blogosphere and um, but now they had to move like real quick to go and defend something brand new uh, that w- the, the weakest point that was not defended and this was an, an absolute education for me and it was cool as it was really really interesting and uh, one of the things that i think um defined the the entire session for me was listening to the the respect that that greg uh paid uh bloggers um i mean he said something that that just makes it you know it's obvious it makes sense and it, and and you know, it shouldn't be uh, it shouldn't be rocket science unfortunately it is unfortunately you do need to tell people this you shouldn't but you do Treat bloggers with respect. I mean, he said something so so simple. We went to it is Greg talking. We we went to um, to these top bloggers and we treated them with respect. We treated them with the same respect and the same difference as we treated uh, the reporters at CNN and, uh, and and the editors at Yahoo News. And guess what? They responded well. Uh, oh, you know, you know, knock me over. I mean, what a surprise. Treat people with a little bit of respect, and, and they show you some respect back. Um, but it was cool to hear from, because I can't remember which one of, it, which one of them it was, but one of the other guys um, had, ra- had spent some time dissing uh, bloggers, which, you know, it pissed me off a little bit earlier in the session. I, I, God damn it, I've got his name somewhere. I've got his business card, and I've written notes. Um, <laughs> but I can't remember it off the top of my head. So, well, this, you want me yeah, to say the names of the uh, guys who were talking there? Yeah, go on, go ahead. We'll see if we uh, can pick him out. Uh, <laughs> no, really don't, because I don't remember who it is, and it's and it's not fair, and and it, and it would be completely well, do you remember out the company of context he was with? anyway. Huh? Do you remember the company? Uh, no, I don't. No, okay. let, let's just move uh, away. From Mark that. Rogers. <laughs> you are Mark Rogers. Yeah, no, it wasn't him. No, it wasn't any of them. Okay, he's safe. No, just forget I spoke. <laughs> Arjo? No. Amon? No. Jeffrey? <laughs> no. Um, and that's all they got. They some uh, the janitor must have snuck on the panel or something. Yeah, that's yeah, it must have been. I can't, I can't remember which one it was, but he'd been a bit derogatory about bloggers, um, talking about the fact that they and you know the thing was it actually hit home because it was actually re- relatively true. Uh, one of the things this guy said, and I can't, I really can't remember who it was. One of these guys, uh, one of these guys <laughs> said, was that um, bloggers don't multi-source. Um, uh, you know that they don't. Um, they, Verify they, really. They, yeah, they don't verify. Uh, they certainly don't um, don't pick, uh, you know, don't link to and quote a, a dozen different sources like a professional journalist would. I mean, of course, some bloggers do, many bloggers do, but many bloggers don't. Um, and and this was was shown today in the in the reporting of um, of of the. That the wild things that I'd said about the deal with performancing that had simply never came out of my mouth. I mean, I mean, it was like people had just. That's not oh, what I hear, Nick. Right after oh, this no, show, we have no, an audio tape. Oh no, we don't have the facts <laughs> of the story. I know. Let's make it up. I mean, it was like me back at Threadwatch all over again. And this is why I would never be an, a news blogger. I'd never be racing to, to get that story out first ever again. Because I swear, when we used to do this shit, I mean, we didn't have the facts. Well, fuck it. We'll make it up. No problem. We'll, we'll just retract it later. 
I mean, the story's a story. Get that, get that bugger out there. I mean, and you know, and and it's all and it's all good fun. But today I was on the receiving end of it a little bit, and, it was, and I and I kind of um I kind of repent a little bit for for past sins today. Um, but but getting back to to the to the matter at hand, uh, that the whole brand reputation thing was was an eye opener. It was an absolute education, and um, despite um, a few comments of one of the the, the guys there, all of the panelists did a did a stand up job of explaining the 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 um, uh, the, the field, and it was just it was just a, a good thing to listen to. So I think that's something worth listening to at the moment. And I also think that um, the moving moving wildly on. Um, another thing that people need to be looking at in 2007 is the off-site widget. Um, we we know how to write posts to generate. Uh, you know, viral posts to, to generate links to get onto Dig or or, or, to, or to go through the um, the influencers in, in in your in your company's um, niche, uh, the, the bloggers in your company's niche, and, and to get those guys linked to you. We know how to do this. We know how to build tools on on our websites um, that people will link to. We know how to do all of these things. But something that's um, a little bit a little bit riskier, of course, because if it, if it turns out to be a dud, you've you've wasted more money. Um, but certainly something that can bring in a, a lot more links for people is the off-site widget. Is uh, things that can travel through the, the, the through the you know the unknown wastelands of, of, of social networks like MySpace and Bebo and and uh, my yearbook and, and and so on and so on that can be implanted into um, bloggers and social network uh, users uh, pages and still provide uh, direct traffic um, or at best even uh, search engine-friendly links back to sites. And I think, um, I mean, I'm attending a conference next week, uh, Future Web Apps in London, and I think this is uh, the, the widget itself, you know. And you can put these things on uh, the, uh, the Google um, personalized homepage, the uh, things like NetVibes, um, Cornflakes, whatever bloody hell that one is, uh, Pageflakes, that's it, um, and stuff like that. These Widgets. Uh, yeah. Did you know that the W3C, the W3C made a spec for widgets? Why they did this is anybody's guess, but they did. Widgets are going to be hot this year, um, and they're going to be hot for viral linking. They're going to be hot um, for for the for the for the for the sake that you can actually get your message across, or perhaps even you know in in extreme cases you can actually sell products um, remotely. Um, if people are willing to to let go, you know to go that extra mile in letting go uh, control and succumbing to the to, to the evils of Web two, then you can uh, uh, build the most amazing things. And uh, if you get it right, people will put these on their blogs, put these on their their MySpace pages, put these on their Bebo pages, and you know I think we'll see a lot more business being done off of the company website this year. And I think that's hot, and that's why I'm going to go to, to this future web apps, because it's something that, um, although I know a little bit about, I would definitely like to know more on. Well, there you go, everybody. Uh, take it from Nick's word. Web 2.0 is here to stay. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on, Nick. Uh, any final uh, words of wisdom? Other than yeah, check out Click Influence? Um, Dave N. was kind of funny today, um, but there was, um, there was this little Welsh guy um, who, who I only say this because I know that he wouldn't listen to, to, to Webmaster Radio, it just didn't strike me as the type. Um, this little Welsh guy that came up to me at the end and said, do you know, and I'm not even going to attempt to do a Welsh accent, do you know, 
I was so offended, I thought I was in the wrong room. I can't believe the way that man spoke to the audience. And, and it was just the funniest thing um, I'd, I'd, I'd heard all day. Um, I mean, I felt for the guy. He was, he was a nice chap, he was, and he was genuinely offended. But I know Dave extremely well. We're friends from years back, and it just really tickled me. And I, I'll just leave those that, that, that know Dave and myself uh, with that thought. <laughs> well, excellent. Thanks so much for being on, and everybody out there, have an excellent week. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>